Alright, what we're gonna do is go back. Way back. Well, kinda. We'll start with Booksum and Mog. Together they had nine children. Six girls, followed by three boys. They named their youngest daughter Maggie. She married Frey. They had two sons and one daughter. I am the oldest of them. I'm Kendrick. The middle boy they named Herbie. Well, his name is Aubrey, but we'll get into that later. He married Deborah, and they had three girls. I am the oldest of them. I'm Tawana. The first girl and oldest of Bugsum and Mog's children was named Blossom. She married a man named Eugene. Well, we call him Dean. And they had nine kids between them, seven boys, and two girls. The oldest girl was named Myra, and she married David, and they had three kids, two boys, and the oldest was a girl, and that's me, Simone. Of Blossom and Jean's kids, the tallest of the boys was Jerome. He married Juanita, and they had two sons, the oldest of which was actually the first grandchild that the two would share, and that's me, Will, but they called me Jean. So, y'all catch all that? Anyway. Hey, cousin! Started recording because we were talking about um, crypto and um, stocks. Hey, you know what? Yeah, we definitely need to get, get that cracking because this is the, the precursor and the gas up to the next part of this bubble, which is the real estate. Get your money in the mm -hmm. stocks. That's why I'm taking classes. I'm trying to learn all the ins and outs because if you give it some time, like everything else, you kind of like understand it. it's like second nature. Now you can yeah. create substantial wealth like every day. You can make your money every day. Like, and the thing is, like the the fact that it's liquid money too. Like like once absolutely. you once your brokerage account is at a certain amount, like you could take that shit out every day. You know what I'm saying? Like granted, there's like rules about when you just got off a trade or something like that. But right. if you sell your shit in, in 48 hours, you can have that in your own personal account. Real quick, I, um, I went to uh, the city courthouse to try to get uh, a tax deed property, right? So I went uh -huh. in and with that, it's cash only, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna, um, when you win the auction, it's, mm -hmm. it's houses that, like I talked about in one of our previous shows, uh, that the taxes have gone delinquent and the city has taken control of the houses and the deeds and now the city owns the deeds but the city it doesn't benefit the city to own houses you know what i'm saying so they try to get that off in whatever way they can and make sure that they recoup the money that they're out so the tax deed auctions are where and how they do that so i went in and it was me and like a few other people. And then there was like people that started coming in a little later. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I might not get these houses that I'm trying to get. I was trying right. to get one specific house, but there were four on the docket. And then, so don't you know, like most of the people was there just to kind of like stand there. Like most of the people didn't even bid, but I ended up getting outbid on this one house. I, I came out with the first bid and I told them um, what I come in. I came in with like 15,400. And then um, it was going once, going twice. And then this girl jumped in and like hijacked my shit. And then me and her was going back and forth, back and forth, right? It got up to like 18,000. And then here come this other dude out of nowhere. He wasn't even a part of the whole like bidding war up until then. So then he pops in and then I try to pop back. Old girl now has fallen her ass off. And so it's me and the dude, right? And then he goes to, um, he goes to 23,000 and I come back at 24,000. Mm -hmm. And then he jumped his shit to 30,000. And my cap, 
y'all honestly my cap was twenty thousand, but I was like I can make twenty four thousand stretch because I know it's a property and I've done my research it's a property in the area that I can see growth and revitalization happening okay. pretty soon down the line. So I can sit on this house for a little while and and fix it up how I want to fix it up to rent it out. And then after that motherfucker put 30,000, then another dude jumped in and was going back and forth with him. So this house that was orig- that I originally bid on for like 15,400, which is what uh, they owed the city, ended up being sold for, um, for $52,000. Oh, meaning man. the city made bank off yeah, of this absolutely. tax deed auction. Like they made what the person owed them and then some, but the person who got it still got a crazy deal because the value of the property, like just with nothing done to it, like the tax value of the property was already like $80,000. So okay. it's like a, a huge discount. And then that's like with it being uninhabitable or with it not having anybody in it. So you fix that up a little bit, make it rentable and you have, constant income coming back so Absolutely. i'm gonna keep trying but it was you know it hurt my little ego hurt my pride for a second but you know yeah, that's what it is that's what's up that's what's up so y'all know we all about um multiple streams of income so we always start our conversations um with that so that's really good information for people who are interested in real estate um stocks crypto all that good stuff this week, I believe we decided to start our kind of branch of generational curses. And starting it out on today's episode will be what goes on in this house. So it leans itself to transparency and how that looks in the Black family and in the Black community and how it could potentially be damaging not only your relationship with your relatives, but your relationship with others once you get out here in the outside world with being completely unprepared for what's going on. So um, I guess just for a little background, like it's aptly named this because this week, um, one of the things that I reflect on is that there were certain things that were off limits that we couldn't really talk to others about. And, And sometimes there were things that we couldn't even be privy to like last week we talked about uh you know shows and not being able to be around in the room because something a little older than us was going on in the shows and we had to leave the room instead of having an open honest conversation about that so the question brings itself is do you think hiding certain aspects from yourself your life and how your life is run is beneficial to your kids in the long run? Well, I think, I mean, as, as a parent of a boy, well, I mean, a parent of any, any uh, Texas child really comes down to our job is to prepare our children to be successful in life. It's not so much of, you know, go out and get a job. It's about understanding how life works, you know, all aspects of it. So if they can't talk to you about the nuances of, okay, what it is to be a man or a, a little boy growing to a man or a little girl growing to a woman and get like the unadulterated fact for someone who's supposed to love you. It kind of like cripples us and puts us kind of in the prey mode out there, like in the world of President Prey. Like, oh, you don't know about what's going on? Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it's going. And unfortunately, a lot of times you get taken advantage of because of your lack of knowledge. So, I mean, 
you definitely don't want to blame your parents for how they how they raised you because they're raising you based on something that you know they thought was the best thing for you but looking back in hindsight and actually having these conversations now is really cool because now that we're parents that we can okay well we can tweak things and especially in the age of information where there's so much information around about anything that anybody can pick up the phone and find out anything they want to find out. It's our jobs as, as parents and adults to kind of like take that lead. Uh, one of the big things about growing up and learning is being able to have examples of what you see and what goes on around, you know what I'm saying? And one of the things that I think is super crippling is you can't talk to your peers about like, oh, well, you know, my parents, uh, aren't really like my parents are in a in a moment right now where my mom just lost her job you know what i'm saying like just hypothetically my mom just lost her job a simple conversation with a peer could end up looking like yo oh my mom is on a a, a hiring uh a hiring tour right now she's looking to fill positions at her workhouse but because that bridge is never linked there there couldn't be that that room for elevation, that room for growth. Like for example, I feel like when we hide things from the outside world, when we hide things from other people, we're really holding ourselves back. And I feel like it's something that is a systemic rollover from slavery. And when we were brought over here and not able to communicate with one another in our uh, then languages and weren't able to discuss what was going on over at this plantation, because we were over on this plantation, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just another way that the powers that be try to keep us ignorant to the things that are out there. Like even the conversation that we're having right now, these are different mindsets from different places coming together to have a collective thought process or a collective experience that we can all learn from. It's not just only what your parents came to the game with that you're being exposed to and i mean uh, granted there's uh, there's other things but i feel like a lot of the times that whole oh don't talk about what go on here is really based off the ego because you don't want to seem weak to another person but why would you then want so badly to protect yourself from someone that you're supposed to love if we are a human race more importantly a black race why are we so afraid to be vulnerable to our brother and sister? And that's what that's one of the things that holds us back, in my opinion. I don't have children, so I'm not sure if this question would even apply to me. <laughs> even if you want to flip it to how you feel like things could have been, how, how things could have been different for you growing up. Like the things like, oh, I wish I knew then what I know now, or I wish I had the opportunity to have these types of conversations and anything from your personal experience that you could feel uh, being worth contributing? Um, yeah, man, uh, there, there, there's really a lot that goes with that, but um, I would definitely say I wish that there was more communication because communication is key. There's a lot of things that I didn't know about and probably kind of still today that I'm not really 100% certain about. So um, just the, the com I guess the lack thereof um, communication is really just, it, it can be, it can be detrimental. Cause just like you were saying, like kids can be, well, kids can be naive. You know what I'm saying? Just like how you were saying Kendrick, like, oh, well, you don't know the ways of life. 
oh, don't worry, I'll teach you. You know, I'll show you what it is. You know what I'm saying? And if you really don't know, you just got bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's re it, I really feel like both parents should kind of be on the same page when it comes to certain subjects. You know what I'm saying? Because seeing the quarrel between the two, um, because like my dad came from a different world and my mom came from a different world. You know what I'm saying? Um, they grew up in similar areas, but they had different lives, you know, so my dad would have a certain way to give advice on certain things. My mom would have another way that she would have wanted him to approach it, and it would kind of be a quarrel between the two. So it's kind of like, well, I mean, I don't know who's right, you know, well, maybe dad's right, maybe mom's right, maybe they're both wrong, maybe they're both right, you know, now it, it's very confusing for the child, i.e. me, because it's like, okay, well, what, what situation makes more sense? You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> and then in the end of the day, you really kind of like stuck by yourself in the whole situation, kind of, you really just got to go out and figure it out for yourself, which is not a really good feeling, especially if it's like, I mean, just for me personally, because I'm already dealing with a lot of stuff um, besides that, you know, and then just on that, on top of everything else, it's just like, what the hell is, <laughs> okay, all right. But yeah, definitely what goes on in this house stays in this house is like, that's so annoying to me, especially because that's kind of been my whole life ever since I kind of came out or whatever. That's really been what it's been. Like, I remember um, one of my mom's church friends was, um, I guess, talking to someone about me and basically saying like, oh, well, I mean, she could do what she want to do, but she just shouldn't have put it on Facebook. Where else was I going to put shit? Like I'm on Facebook, so that's where I'm going to be, you know, and just that, just that just made so much things so much harder for me. Just, I mean, honestly, I, I now I'm just like, you know, it's whatever. I don't even care, you know, y'all idiots, but whatever, you know, but I, ha but me personally, I have to have that being something that I also deal with on top of everything, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it can really be frustrating. Um, and then especially if you don't have, like me personal, personally, like if I don't have a particular role model that's very close to me, like um, that I can look up to and that I can relate to. Um, I can relate to my mom in some ways, I can relate to my dad in some ways, but I don't have a, I guess like a, a stud uh, or like a masculine presenting woman that I can look up to and be like, okay, well, you know, or kind of show me like, all right, these, these are ways of life. You know, this is just, I've had some, um you know along my journey but I mean like in this new stage that I'm going into this shit is shit is something serious man like you know what I'm saying it's just it's weird it's weird and you know I guess that's where you kind of well me personally that's kind of where I'm like all right you gotta put on your big girl draws and you, you just just do it you know what I'm saying like whoever's supposed to be um on on this journey with you they'll show up because just like the saying says you know um when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I'm just banking on that pretty much. Yeah, I think you I think you can definitely bank on that. Because I mean, from my experience, like every time you kind of level up in life, you go through this real rough patch that's basically like you're tearing away from that old it's like you giving birth. You're being rebirthed into a new level of life. But it's painful because it's I guess it's labor. I wanted to uh, point out one of the things that uh, Simone referenced when she was talking was about how you had this very real part of your life that you were expected to then hide
from the public that was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in that, I mean, that, that makes no sense. Like, but it's definitely not, you're not the first person. Like, literally, I don't know if we have any of this in our own personal family, but there used to be a time where cousin so-and-so would be going down to the country for nine months and come back ready to go back to school. But then, oh, this is new cousin so-and-so. But that would be the conversation. Like these kids was going off to have whole children out of the public eye so that nobody would know what was going on. And that was the expectation just so that it wasn't anything that brought any shame to your family or 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 anything. And this, the fact that these girls had to go through that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, we keep going through these same situations where now where like Simone just said, like she has a part of her life that she, that is new and that she's discovering for herself in that very moment that now she got to hide from the rest of the world and the rest of the people. And for what? Like, it's not for her own personal benefit. It's literally for the pride and egos of the people around her, you know? And I think that's one of the things that we really got to get away from. Like, we, we, I think we have to shed more and more light on how potentially damaging that can be. Like, granted, we know you, Simone, and we love you. And we know that you are someone who can self-express and you've still got a great heart in spite of everything that you probably have gone through you know what i'm saying but in a different situation in a different storyline it couldn't it, it might not have ended out as well you know like and there are some of these practices in place that are just such the norm that we really got to stop because it's really damaging a generation of people that could be super great out here in the world I'm gonna take it a step further and say not only is it damaging, but it's killing us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally have a friend, like when I was living in Vegas um, with a friend of mine from Charleston, we both moved from Charleston and moved to Vegas and we were just out in Vegas just chilling. And we got a call, one of our home homies like in Charleston, she committed suicide. I know that that was some of the things she was dealing with. So it's not, not only is it damaging, like, of course it's mentally damaging. I'm just, I'll be honest, like it, it's, it's damaged me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course I'm taking the steps necessarily to heal from it. And I know better, but that shit is, is not easy. You know what I'm saying? And it's really hard having to live with that and see it every single day. Like it, it really can be a whole lot. And it's like, not not only it's like on on top of all the other shit we got to deal with now you got to deal with this gay shit like come on bro like let me just be me can i live you know what i'm saying like y'all worrying about shit that really don't matter you know what i mean like don't worry about that it, it's just like the whole like the race thing like y'all weren't y'all scared like of what i can produce because i'm black like come on like let's just can we live you know what i'm saying and it's, it's, it's really a lot. It, it's, it's, again, just like you were saying, it's damaging, but it is literally killing us. You know what I'm saying? So instead of judging, which is another thing that is so damaging and so like murderous, you know what I'm saying? How about you just talk to that person? Like you never know what they're going through, what they had to go through, how their mind goes and stuff. You know, honestly, and with me being, um, you know, masculine, uh, masculine presenting lesbian, like, although I am who I am, that doesn't mean I know what it's like to be a gay male. You know what I'm saying? Those are even two totally different worlds. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't understand like how they operate and stuff like that too. But what I would do is I would talk to somebody and and also another thing is to remember everybody's not the same. So every gay male is not the same. Every masculine presenting woman is not the same. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody is different. So you just kind of just the same way as excuse me, just the same way as, as some white people will have to talk to so many different black people just to kind of understand what the culture looks like, but also mm-hmm. what each individual person looks like and what they act like and what they talk like and et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing with these different type of people that you've never seen before. It's just it's just different from your norm or from the norm that society deems as necessary and real. You know what I'm saying? But no, we, like we are real people. Like we really I, live in this world, we really operate, we really add to the universe. It's just like, dog, respect us. Plus, I respect on our name, but exactly. Like, I feel like one of the one of the key things that you mentioned is being from a different type of uh, a different type of experience and talking to someone of that experience so that you can develop the empathy for their own personal experience. And then that'll lead to the understanding. And I think, um, you know, pulling it all together, the reason why the what's go what goes on in this house type situation is such a huge monster that we got to tackle is because it disallows us from understanding from an empathetic standpoint what someone else is going through. So if you don't know empathetically what even maybe the mom of uh, the kid who's going through depression or anxiety or something like that is going through because those houses don't talk about those things, you'll always look down on it because you can't empathize with it. And I think until we are in a better place of communication as a village, as a community, then all of these things that are so judgmental will always be present because all we can do is ju- judge because we don't actually understand it. And that's the only thing that you can do if you don't have empathy for a situation or a life experience that someone else has. All you can do is just sit there, sit back and judge because you don't get it from their standpoint. So I think it's, it's, it's tough. And like it, when you said that, literally just opened my mind up to, to that, like being a part of the conversation. Like it has to be uh, bridging the gap between these types of experiences so that we can develop the empathy that we'll need in order to grow as a people and understand one another better. I think for me, when I hear what goes on in this house stays in this house, when I tell, for instance, with my children, um, when I tell them what goes on in this house, stay in this house, yes, I I don't mean it in the sense of, um, an example is, oh, your brother peed the bed. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be going around telling people that your brother Peter be. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what goes in this house stays in this house. You don't need to be going around telling people that my mama broke and she ain't got no money. What goes in this house stay in this house. <laughs> you don't need to be going around saying, oh, my mama just won the lottery and we are millionaires. What goes on in this house stay in this house. So I think there needs to be a distinguishing a clear line on what what goes on in this house stays in this house means i think a lot of kids hear that because maybe they're being molested or maybe and 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 it's a and it's a generational curse that has been going on in that family for years 
So what's going on in this house? Stay in this house. Y'all don't go talking to them guys, counselors, about what's going on in this house. So I think a lot of people take that because there are a lot of family secrets. There are a lot of things that happen within my family unit with me and my children that I don't want them sharing with their teachers. So I think it needs to be a clear line on what that means. Now, with the generational curses, I know this woman that told me that her mom had her at her mom had her at 16 and then her mom's mom had her at 16. Like clearly that's a generational curse that you should talk about with the third generation 16 year old look me your grandmama we both had we both had you out of wedlock we had you early this is what our life has been like you don't want your life to be like my life so i think people being acknowledging that it is okay this is something that has happened in our family for generations even when it comes to molestation even when it comes to a man fighting a woman a man fighting a woman oh don't 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 go tell nobody what happened in this house but it's been going on for generations so i think the conversation kind of needs to be picked apart and it needs to be an understanding of if somebody does something to you or if you know this happens this is something that you should talk about this is something you should be vocal about but the little nuanced things that family members may go through oh my mom and my daddy fight today you don't need to run back and go tell them people that because they can take it out of context so all i'm saying is like i think it, it, it needs to be picked apart i think it needs to be spoken about in a way like look this is our family unit this is what we talk about in the house but certain things you have to be vocal about i just think you have to kind of talk about that um going back to what simone said about you know things that she's going through and things that she's had to deal with and not really the advice being kind of uh not warped but kind of off and not one sound one band with her mom and her dad because they both grew up in different they grew up differently so they view the world differently so when it comes to rearing kids, you may have a different idea on how you should do that. Um, for me, with you, you know, coming out and all this or whatever, you and I talked about this, Simone. When you first, you know, you you when you first told me about your your gender choice, you know, because I grew up in a religious family, and because they say that being gay is awful, it's horrible, you're going to hell, it's abomination of God, da 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 da. That's what I believe. I wasn't judging it. It's just that it's just what I've been taught. And it is the norm for a lot of different people to have been taught. Oh, that's bad. You don't do that. Uh-uh. Momo, y'all, Simone, we gotta find that Momo thing. Cause we gotta insert her on some of these. Uh-uh. Not me. <laughs> it's so funny. But that's what you're taught. So you don't know that literally you're being contradicted you're, you're contradicting the love of god when you shun somebody who may not view something the way you view it you know what i'm saying and 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 like i said when moni first came out to me you know it was like well moni you know i sit down to pee and so do you so you know you know it's like i tried to make these little analogies oh, bitch. and let me tell you that shit that pissed me the fuck off I mean, years later, and I forgot when you said it again. It's I was like, I remember that shit that pissed me off, and I remember you had sent me a poem from um this girl Jackie Hill, and I'm like, but that's not me though. Like, 
I but I was like, I mean, I get it because I do sit down to people, girl. I don't want to be no boy now. Like I, I'm so right. like, hey, and see, I ain't doing. And see, that wasn't, you know, it, me not having a full understanding of homosexual and lesbian relationships and all that good stuff, I didn't know any better. I just knew what I was taught. So the generational curse stops with me and my children and me telling my children, look, you can't judge people based on who they decide to be with sexually. That's their business. That ain't none of your business. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the, the, the change that I'm making, I, me and one of my best friends from high school actually fell out because I was on this judgy, oh, girl, you know you ain't supposed to be gay, girl. You know, I just feel like I'm 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 doing the right thing by telling you. <laughs> hey, you hey, hold on. on. Cousin, what's up with that friend? Because I'm sure she's probably on age, but you, you know I like my coolers now. So. Uh-uh. No, she, she's a stud. She's a stud. She's a stud. Okay, oh, never mind. What y'all going to do together? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but she, me and her kind of fell out and I had to come back because I sent her that same Jackie thing. Like this girl, she was like, I had to get all this stuff out my house because I was dressing like a boy and I was doing all like this girl. She, you know, and I sent the same video and she was like, why you sent this to me? I said, because on Judgment Day. (laughs) No, you ain't taking Judgment Day. Listen. Listen, obviously, Holy Roller Tawana wasn't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Holy Roly Tawana, y'all better run. Y'all better <laughs> run and take cover. Because I was that person, but it was only because I wasn't open-minded. It was what I was taught, and it was what I thought was right. But it was dead-ass fucking wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong for me. Instead of paying judge people and I'm having fornication sex. Well, well hold on now. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no sin bigger than the other one now. Not the fornication sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the particular brand of sex, fornication yeah. sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, like, how could you sit up here and say, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Because on Judgment Day, I know I've done my part. And when you stand before, like, this is what I told my friend. And she was like, well, when I stand before God, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to answer for you and I'm going to have to answer for me. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And we didn't talk for years. And I had to come back and I had to apologize to my friend because I was dead ass wrong for judging something that I thought was wrong. You know, when When did you realize... I was going to ask, when did you realize you were wrong? Like, what made you realize, like, oh, this was wrong. I was going about this wrong the whole time. Like, what what was that? What caused that? I think for me, when I started asking questions, like, after I had went all the way right so that my marriage could be right and it still wasn't right, I was like, something ain't right about this. Because if this Bible say I'm supposed to pray, I'm supposed to believe, and I'm supposed to do what's in this Bible and listen to all of these rules in this Bible, one of the rules was you you one of the biggest rules is no they oh they destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because they was um gay and all that. The angel tried to mess with a like all you like I was that like, but I think being open minded and realizing that some of the stuff in the Bible is contradictory because if God is love, how could that one thing or one situation be such an abomination like I don't understand it and I'm not gonna you know like I'm not gonna be like 
I do. I understand it, but I do love my family and my friends. And if that's what you decide to do, I don't have nothing. I can't judge it. And I don't have nothing to say about it. Cause I'm sure if you take a peek in my life, there's some things that you would find that you'd be like, uh-uh. I don't know yeah. what you're supposed to be doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, it, my was more of a, it was more of a, I felt like some of the stuff was contradictory. And I just felt like this, I, I, I was like, I know God can't punish these. It's too many people that live this lifestyle. So I, I just, I was like, I ain't God, so I can't judge it. That's, that's mm-hmm. where I became with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I looked at my life and when she said the, cause she's the one that was like, Did, didn't you just have a child out of wedlock? In the Bible say you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, she Ooh. called me out on my shit. She sure did. Ooh. She did. So, so I think. And, but I, I, I do have a one. I do have one question. I'm sorry to cut you off, Swana. No, you fine. What was your, what was your response in that moment? I know you weren't ready until later on to like <laughs> accept that there was a, a different standpoint. But when she said that to you. What was your clapback in the well, moment? It wasn't, really a, it wasn't really a clapback. It was like, I mean, I, it was like, I understand what you're saying. And I'm not trying to say I'm 100% right, but I'm married now. Uh-oh. So the right, the, the wrong is right, boo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, Goodbye. Goodbye. Good the fuck bye. Because the baby and already was here right. before the marriage. So goodbye, Listen. ma'am. And you know, and and that's why I wanted to ask. That's why I wanted to ask because I feel like sometimes when you turn it around on the people that would try to turn turn the mirror on you, there's usually like a a little side step that happens with it, and it's like, wait, like it's like, am I in bizarro world? It's like, uh, uh-uh now, you know. But it's it's funny. It's funny being able to to get some insight on that. And I mean, at the time, that was probably the best you had to offer. And it's like, well, look, I did it right now. So what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was like, you that's... got you got an opportunity to get it right too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, listen yeah. up. Nobody ever come for me when it comes to uh clapbacks, because I be practicing them in the mirror. So no. man, shut up, man. Like, Jesus. Try Jesus. Don't try me. My whole my all right. All right. My whole thing with that is um just like what you were saying, like um Tawani, you was like at some point in time you had to realize like there's a whole lot of people that are like this. I mean, that's because God placed us here for a reason. Like we're a special type of people. Like you gotta understand me actually coming out, that opened so many people's eyes because it's like First of all, I'm still the same person. I'm still the loving person that you've always known. And like, I've always been that type of person, that type of gym. And I'm going to always be like that, no matter what I got on, no matter who I'm laying beside, no matter who I got my mouth on, like none of that is none of y'all business. The thing that matters is what I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Or how I set up my table. You know what I mean? Like, people would like I'm telling you people would throw somebody like me away just because of how I look you know what I'm saying just like oh well, she don't know nothing but that's I think that's another reason why I was like let me go back and get this degree because motherfuckers just just automatically just think nothing of me just because of how I look you know how I present myself like and that really be a clap back that I use like now like I'm like bitch are, are you educated like it up like trust me I don't do shit with my degree 
but that is something I can pull out my pocket to somebody that's trying to shave me. Like, no, bitch, like, you ain't about to do me. Like, I ain't got shit. Like, I live the life. Like, I ain't out here educated and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we not finna, we ain't about to do that, baby. No, no. Mm-mm. But, you know, um, again, but I really think that's kind of like a lot something that a lot of gays have to do. Like, you have to be on top of your shit. You have to be educated. You have to have a good job. You got to have your money right. Like, you got to be on point because people already expect you to fail just because of who you decide to lay next to. That shit is so mind-boggling to me, like, for real. But it's really, it's really a thing. It's really a thing. That and um, another thing I wanted to go back and piggyback on, which you was talking about, um, Tawana, you was like, you don't want certain things um, for the kids to be sharing with the teachers that whole thing is a whole situation like that's a whole conversation for real because the school or the system is in the house raising the kids now too so it's certain things that you would have to put your kids on 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 point about before the school system does because the school system they're going to give and then not only the system the teacher is going to teach this thing from their own personal biases you know what I'm saying so you got to kind of be in front of that like all right you know this is the situation this how this how i feel about it you know what i'm saying of course when you grow older you're gonna feel your own way about it but this how you know this i just let me just put this in your ear i know you would trust me before you trust the teachers in most cases because i'm your mama you know what i'm saying but um yeah i i wanted to definitely touch on that because that's crazy how really the school says like the schools are in the house. You know how they'll say, um, oh, they let the church, they took the church out the school. They put school in the house, in the homes of people now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's to the point where like DSS will literally show up at your door, see what your house looking like to make sure that this place is fit for a kid. And if not, that kid is out of there. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to touch on that. I have a question. Like growing up in a religious family, how did that feel? For you to come out like what did that feel like I'm gonna let you answer that question and then I'm gonna make my statement if, if that's your decision that you want to do I am not judging it but it's like y'all trying to push it on people not you I'm just saying it's like the LGBT community is trying to push it on people and force people to like it or to be okay with it if somebody it's, it's just like if I make a decision that you don't like it doesn't matter how much I try to make you like the decision that I made if it's something that you like, nah, I want to, I ain't rocking with that. You're going to stand firm on that. And I'm going to have to respect that. You understand what I'm saying? And I can't judge you because you don't see eye to eye, eye, that, eye to eye on something that I may see as something, you know what I'm saying? That's very important, but it's like- Give me an example. Give me an example. Um, yeah, like, give me an example of- It's like, for instance, like when I was working at Nordstrom, this man- was always talking about his sex life with his partner. And I'm like, look, bro, somebody want to hear that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I yeah, don't, I don't, really, I don't yeah. care. What, heterosexuals, we don't talk <laughs> about, we don't talk about our, if, if it's a girlfriend or a friend or something like that, that's one thing. But heterosexuals don't wear, I'm a heterosexual on our chest. And it's like, gay people are like, I'm gay. If you don't like it, oh well. You know, and it's like, also, you guys try to take on the, y'all take on the role of, um, like, what the African-Americans had to experience and go through. It's like, gays always want to be like, we've been through the same thing. Uh-uh. No, you, this, 
that's a press, first of all, to be in slavery and the things that African-Americans went through was not by choice, you know, but your sexual preference is your choice. So you can't- It's not, it's not, it's not. I'm sorry, I have, to, I have, I have got to dig in your ass on this one. First okay. of all, I've heard Let's that go. a lot. I have heard Let's that go. a lot. Yeah. I've heard people say that, you know, well, um, gays go through the same thing that like, uh, like gays, to everybody is kind of like how whites is to blacks. Like uh, gays are oppressed in their own ways. That that's that's the argument. There is some truth to that, and some people really will run the fuck out with it. You know what I'm saying? But there is definitely is some truth to that because just like how I was saying, like you get discriminated discriminated against in your own fucking family. Like people that birth you, people that are responsible for your being here. They will literally throw you the fuck away because you are open about who you are. I don't so think people about, really understand before, that. Before you go deep into that, talk about your experience and then the question. Um, like, talk about that. And I guess we can kind of go a little bit deeper. That was that and, was my experience. But there's a, there is a point that I want to make sure that I'm adding in there because, I mean, I have I have friends who are homosexual and I do consider myself an ally to the homosexual community because again, their lives and not, I don't even say how they choose to live their lives. It's literally how they live their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like Thank if you. you have to worry about it being a choice, whether or not they love men or women, it's because it's a choice to you because it's not your experience. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be a choice to you because you weren't born seeing nothing for men and seeing everything for women. Like these are, experiences that a lot of these people are having from very 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 young ages without any outside force forces like they weren't touched on as a kid they weren't nothing like they had the same the same upbringing as us and this is just literally what comes to them naturally right and so one of the things that i want to make sure that we're covering here is that when you have a people of, of oppression and oppressed people that have only seen examples of other then of course they're going to have to want to be confident about who they are so that they can feel confident about themselves. And I'll, I'll put it um, in, a, in a realm that hopefully we can understand collectively. For us as Black people, up until a certain time, wasn't no Black person on TV, right? But then we had this moment where we wanted to love and appreciate ourselves in a way, so we had Black power. I'm Black and I'm proud. I'm Black, I'm in your face with it. Because you would have me think, that my blackness is wrong. And if you change out the terms blackness to sexuality, it's the same situation. We have years of where we are in the, we are in the, the lifetime that uh, the first lesbian kiss on camera was when we were of an age to know it. Like it was Ellen on the Ellen show. So before then, none of that stuff happened. None of that stuff was talked about. So they're living a whole life experience that they have no access to on the outside, just like Simone was saying, she doesn't have somebody to teach her how to go through this life in a certain way that can be healthy for her, that she can live live a good life. You know what I'm saying? Like she doesn't have those examples. So of course it's gonna be important for her to be expressive about this is me, this is the lifestyle that I have, this is the lifestyle that I was born into. And I, I, I don't have to be apologetic about that. I don't have to hang my head. Now, where I do feel, as far as Tawana, your experience with the guy at the job, the issue there was a boundary cross. 
your boundary is I'm not at work to talk about sex life. And so he then shouldn't be the, I guess the, uh, the moniker of all homosexuality because not everybody is like that, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like a simple check for him would have just been like, hey, sexuality, like if I'm not talking to you about like my sex life, I really don't want to hear about your sex life. And then that could have deaded it right there. And then you could have been able to experience him as a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. are just out here hypersexualized for no reason. Even if yes. they're because even a straight no dude, like, I mean I, I, and Junie, I just I wanna I wanna you you make a very valid point, but it's like when I think about all the gay people look all the gay people because I <laughs> saw no no my 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 part my my neighbors their their partners and I love them I cook for them they love my food and stuff like that. So I don't want to talk and they hear me and they feel like I'm talking about them. But um, it's like, I can count on one hand how many gay people I knew growing up. Like, mm. oh, we know them, we know this one gay, we know this one gay, we know that. You know what I'm saying? Like you could count. When I That you know working, of, that you know of though too. Because a listen, lot of stuff goes on that we don't know about. Right. That's very true. That's very true. But when I went to Nordstrom and it was seven of them, seven seven people who did not care and see at Nordstrom, they was wearing heels. See, I don't understand the heels with the mustache and the lip gloss and the like. I don't understand that. I don't. I, I just don't, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't get that part because you're so. Oh, let me let me kind of somewhat. I I didn't mean to. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me somewhat kind of break it down for you. For first and foremost. If, if you don't understand, it's really not for you to understand. And I mean that with all respect, you know what I'm saying? And two, it's really them embracing their masculinity and their femininity. You got I don't know if you ever heard of this thing. It's called, oh my gosh, I think it's like a twin soul or a twin spirit or something like that. Look that up and it'll kind of make sense twin to you. Flame. That's real. It's a twin flame. It's called it's, twin flame. I don't think it's twin flames. I don't think it's well, twin, twin flames. Because what I'm two talking... different people. Yeah, twin, twin yeah. flames is, is two, two different, different people. But I think Simone. But I think Simone's yeah, I... talking about within one person. It's called something different. It, yeah, oh. that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So that that's really basically we are the human version of that, pretty much. Because see, me personally, the thing is, is like I'm masculine presenting, but I'm still a woman. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. I have no shame in that. Now, coming up, like, I didn't know that I was supposed to, like, I didn't know how to feel about it first and foremost. So I had to kind of live my life and really see what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was comfortable with, what I wasn't comfortable with, and when I was comfortable with these things. Because there's certain things that I would, like, that I would do now that I wouldn't do before around certain people. Like me, if we go into the club, and a twerking song come on, bitch, I don't, I'm, bitch, what the fuck, if I'm in a good mood, bitch, I'm twerking too, what the fuck, like, that's my shit, dog, and the thing is so crazy is that people will be like, uh-uh, you gotta pick one, you can't be a boy and a girl, bitch, I, but I am, what the fuck you gonna do about it, you know what I'm saying, like, that's, I'm comfortable with myself, the thing is, is that the person that says things like that, they're so uncomfortable with themselves and not confident and comfortable in their sexuality that them seeing me comfortable with mine makes them uncomfortable. And I, it really took me a long time to actually learn this. It, and it really wasn't until I would get around like other studs and I would just be doing girly shit. Like, oh, I'd be like, oh yes. 
like really honestly what really kind of made it okay was when that Charleston Moesha thing started to kind of blow up you know what I'm saying and then people was like laughing at it people was like girl you so crazy da, da, da. and I'm like okay they ain't really thinking I want to be a girl or like saying that I'm gay like saying I'm probably getting dicked down a little stupid shit like that oh they ain't saying that they embracing the fact that you know, I'm still a stud, but I'm still me, you know what I'm saying? I'm still like, you know, like I'm just, I'm just who I am, period. You know, and they really appreciate that. Now that I will say that that kind of gave me some confidence, but people will still have questions. Like, but again, if they don't understand, that's not for them to understand. I mean, they don't understand me and I don't have time to sit here and try to get to know everybody like, oh, well, you don't understand me. Let me sit you down and tell you my story. So I'm like this because I ain't got time for that shit. If you don't understand, oh, later for you, baby. Um, You'll understand later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, oh, well, that's not that's not my problem. My, 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 my thing is for me to just live my life like how I'm supposed to live it because people are to see me and see the light in me. It's not just about that. That's why I move the way I move because it's like, man, like, I don't care what nobody say about me. I'm not put here for you to judge me. Like, if that's what you do, that's on you. That's between you and the God you serve, baby. That ain't got shit to do with me. I'm put here because of what I'm put here for. I know why I'm here. I know why I move and why I do certain things. But Simone, growing up in a very religious family where you knew, like, like, to to push through all of the noise of, oh, you're not supposed to be doing this. I know that was a challenge for you because- Fuck yeah. that's what I'm saying. So if it's, yeah. if it's a challenge, if, if it's a challenge for you as a stud, imagine a challenge for people who have always thought that this was wrong. This not this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Like imagine the challenge of accepting it and saying, you know what? I gotta accept her for who she is. But when you don't been taught something for 50, 60, 70 years, this is wrong, 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 this is wrong. This is wrong. Well, imagine living that. That's what I'm but saying. But imagine being the so, person. But yeah, imagine being is, the person living through that. Your understanding, your level of understanding as to why they're ignorant towards who you yeah. are. Like you said, that light. Your light is the only thing. When I see you, I don't see nothing. I see Moni. Mm. That's who I see. I don't see, oh, she a gay girl. Oh, she. I don't see that. I see Moni. You understand what I'm saying? But imagine right. somebody. But I for think you, for you to have to have gone through all of that shit and gone through all that noise, think about the people that 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 are religious and don't know no better and they're ignorant to it. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a it's it's yeah. like your understanding I, be a little bit different just because of what you had to go through because of the type of way you were raised. Um, so even though they may be ignorant to it, it's like you kind of gotta be like. That's what they were taught. Not to say that it's okay. I'm not saying yeah. it's okay, but the level of saying, because like I said, a lot of LGBT communities, they just want you to accept it and don't, 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 don't quit. They want you to accept it, but they don't understand that people had to relearn what was taught to them about that whole thing. You know what? I, I, you actually, you bring up a valid point. And let me say, let me, I'm, I mean to cut you off, Joni. Let me just say this. You bring up a valid point because that I really do feel that after we have passed that point, like after we've already gained that knowledge, like, okay, yeah, this is what we was taught, but this is what I'm about to do. And you see so many other people doing that. 
it becomes easier for you to be like, okay, then this is what it is. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm cool. Like, after we get past that, that's it, really. We don't want to go back and revisit that shit. So when people do take us aback and we have to go back there with them, it's frustrating because it's like, man, I already went through this. That's like me going through or like me dating or something like that and I'm dating somebody that's straight and I'm she's like well you know I'm normally straight but I really like you so I'm kind of in the closet listen I didn't have my days of being in the closet I'm out shut down you know what I'm saying I ain't got time to go back in the closet with you you hide me when we go visit your family hey y'all that's my friend uh-uh we're not doing that I'm just not I'm not doing that there's some people that will like literally do that they, they'll okay, you know, I'll just go along with it because I really like you, you know, I know your family don't know. Girl, listen, we did that shit in high school, bitch. I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not. I'm not doing that for no woman, and I'm not doing that for nobody at all, period. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I understand where that could go, but no. But it's, it, 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 it is a challenge just growing up in that. But I also, like I said, so I, I also know how difficult that type of conversation can be. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I I know you're this way and I know you had to go through this, that, and the third. That's what I, that's what I know. You know what I'm saying? But other people are like, well, this is what I was taught. And people really be dead ass, just like how you were saying, you know, holy, really want to like, people really are like that. They really like that today still. And I'm like, at this point, if you still like that in 2021, you got to be ignorant. Because nowadays, just like how you were saying, Junie, it was like certain people, like before, there, a long time, there was no Black people. We had no representative of us. As of now, today, now they, they, um, for a long time, I'm sorry, not today, but like for a long time, there was no gays. There was nobody that looked like me on TV. But now there is, you know, like there's somebody I can personally look up to and be like, damn, like Lena Wave. Like, I love Lena Wave because I'm just so... Mm-hmm like amazed that not only the fact that there's a black woman that's really like a writer out here running the game got several shows out on air like at the time but not only is she black but she's masculine presenting and i'm just like that's me bruh like that's that's gonna be me like and it's just listen pumps me up just to see her bruh like what the fuck that show that she has on bet called the 20s the main character on that show remind me so much of you like I, I literally, Christy and I would sit there and we'd be like, if that ain't Simone, I don't know who is. Let me tell you what's so funny about that. <laughs> She's from South Carolina. Get She's from here. South Carolina. And the crazy thing is before, yeah, before she landed her role on 20s, she was just in LA just doing a bunch of different stuff. And it's so crazy because she and I had a conversation via Instagram. And I was like, girl, like, what did you, like, what, how did you get out in LA? Like, how are you doing what you're doing? She was like, girl, you got to leave. She said it just like that. She was so funny. <laughs> it's like, girl, you got to leave. I'm so serious. She was like, girl, you just got to leave. She was like, those small towns, they really not going to be for you. If I can go back and look at that shit, I'm telling you, like, she said it just like that. She said, girl, you got to leave. Girl, let me look at that shit. Let me find a damn message. The shit was so funny how she said it. I was like, damn, yeah. like. That shit real. And it's so crazy seeing where she is now. I'm like, damn, I've been talking to this young lady. Like, we've been cool. And she like a star now. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, eh. That's it's interesting. Crazy, you know? Lena Waits, because Lena Waits actually did them. And I watched that. And the girl, Deborah, that's playing the main character. I followed her for 13 years and actually watched her do yeah. roles and stuff. And now to see her on that it is so inspiring. It is so motivational. So I went to school me. with Debbie. You did? 
she she's a sweet girl. She's really, really a nice, she nice girl. She always been so sweet to me. It had yes. never met me. I used to be like, girl, you are a beautiful brown girl. I put her on yeah. my blog. And now to see her where she is, it's just so inspiring. And it lets me know that no matter what nobody say, no matter what your sexual preference is, no matter how you decide to live your life, if you go after what you want, you will get it. Mm-hmm. I... And I, I wanted I wanted to make sure that like I, I jumped in like just because I'm I'm always a, I'm I'm the friend person in the group that's always looking to push the conversation and make sure that everybody who I'm around is finding a way to accelerate into the next stage of life. You know what I'm saying? Like not staying stuck, right? And so Tawana, one of the things that you mentioned was the fact that you know uh, uh, our collective upbringing was very anti-homosexuality and it's like something that those who are homosexual have to kind of like have a place of understanding for but again we are all black right there are people in this world that have been taught for 50 and 60 years that black people are literally the scum of the earth that are less than them that are not as good as them and would we then have the same understanding for them being ignorant to the fact that that's all the things that they've been taught are completely wrong. Like, I mean, I know for me, if I run into a, a, a white person in 2021 that has all of these hangups and preconceived notions about who I am as a black person, I got no time for it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I've been out here long enough for you to have your shit together and be able to have your own self-thought to take you away from that type of thinking, unless that is the, the style of thinking that you would like to stay along with you know what i'm saying like for me one of the things that i had to kind of like uh we talked about spiritual growth like very very long ago in our podcast experience and one of the things about my own personal spiritual growth is that i would run into especially when i went off to college i would run into people that were like openly gay that like love themselves and love the world but were really like sweet people and in the back of my head of course in meeting them like oh man like Dang, they t- they so nice. They still gonna go to hell. That's crazy. And then I had to like reprogram that. It's like, no, that's not the case. Like, yo, like it can't be the case. Like, I feel like God would not just be like, yo, you could be as nice as you want to be, but I see you in hell, nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, and I, I had to like pull myself up out of that style of thinking because it was it, it was really like an inner conflict because it was like I cannot be out here thinking about this final judgment place for this person that has been nothing but sweet to me, sweeter than some of the other mugs out here, you know what I'm saying? So I think that we as people have to be ready to empathize with others and empathize with point of views that are not our own because if the shoe was on the other foot, we would expect the other person to be able to empathize with our viewpoint because it's too late for that. Like it ain't 1963, you know what I'm saying? Like we gotta we gotta all right. level up together here's my here's my thing here's here's my thing everybody kind of wants their rights but it's getting to the point now where so many people have a say in rights and you know they're they're different avenues that it feels like people want their rights in lieu of other people's rights so okay well if some people if some people have problems with gay people some people have problems with black people some people have problems with white people and that's just what it is now, at what point does the freedom for one side of the coin stop and the other one begins? It's always been kind of been my question. See what I'm saying? Because 
if my agenda is for a happy human life, it shouldn't really matter on, you know, <laughs> what lane I'm in. I just stay in my lane. I allow other people to stay in their lane. Do you know what I'm saying? I agree, Kendrick. I think the biggest thing is, like, the day that we all, like, collectively mind our damn business, like, because that's the thing. People, we, hey, see that? that hey, Judy, that's what I was trying to say. I was trying to make it sound, like, real political. Like, mind, like, mind, that mind your damn business. Why is this other person's that's life so important to you that you have to get in Jesus. Take away from yeah. your life. Listen. Kendrick, let me tell you how monumental. Let me tell you how monumental that statement was. Why does this thing bother you so bad? That's the that's mm -hmm. the thing about it. Why is this person so making you feel so uncomfortable? What is it about them that has you feeling so uncomfortable? That that person is dealing with some type of insecurity. Think about what Junie just said. Think about all the white people that think they better than us, and that's what they've been taught forever. Again, it's not what somebody else thinks of you in the first place. It's what well, you think no, of you. What uh, like when you break this thing all the way down, when it comes to mindset, it's mm -hmm. about like white people think they better than some white people think they better than black people. And there's nothing nobody can do, say or whatever to make them feel any type of different. And they're always going to feel like, why are you in our neighborhood? Black people, <laughs> if, we, if we walk in their neighborhood. They go call the cops, but when they walk in the house, we might be like, "What the hell are they doing over here?" Hey, and keep it moving. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I feel like if people mind the business that paid them, we wouldn't have none of these. Um, right. We wouldn't have none of these issues. We, if, if people just mind their own goddamn business, we would be okay. <laughs> but I do believe that there is a lot of relearning people yeah. need to do. It shouldn't be a forced no. thing. If you don't want to relearn. Stay away from those then don't deal with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you are think, not going to mind your business, then make sure that when you approach the situation, you're approaching it really genuinely, trying to figure out like, okay, like, what right, is exactly. This? Because I want to empathize, not being a judge, but but I'm wanting to understand, like, not like, oh, oh, well, let me mind these people' business just so I can find out what they got going on, so I can judge them. No, it needs to be genuine, like. Let me really understand this person. Let me ask questions because I really want to understand because I don't know. And I'm willing to unlearn what I have learned. Now, and if Moni, you're not coming with that type of approach, just mind your motherfucking business. Like, just. And oh Moni, you know what made me, even though you might have been pissed off, you didn't tell me when I said that to you. But the fact that we had that conversation and we still was able to be friends slash cousins, me and Moni always been in contact with each other. And I'm like, that's just Simone. What the fuck she doing in her bedroom? Don't go. When did you, let me ask you this. When did you, like, I'm going to ask you two questions. First of all, when did you realize that it's just Simone? And two, I wasn't necessarily pissed off at you. I was just pissed. I was like, man, I, my, she ain't one of them. Why she got to be one of them boy dog? Like, ain't no mm. way. I, because I know you weren't like that. And the thing about it is you just hadn't had that time where you realized that. And I understand, again, here we go back to the same situation where there had to be a point where you had to have something happen where you were able to let your, or allow yourself to unlearn that type of behavior. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had to give you time. How you were saying like, it's just like, well, that's how that person grew up. But man, I got to kind of understand that that's really how they grew up. That's what they was taught. They were taught that wasn't right. So if nobody comes to tell them like, 
hey, that's wrong, bro. Like, oh, well, no, it's not wrong. This is what my parents taught me. Your parents were wrong. Somebody never yeah. came and told them, like, your mom been wrong. Your parents hey, were wrong, baby. Moni, listen, when you, so everybody had a key. So anybody that comes to Atlanta had, had a key to the townhouse. Okay. So y'all, Kendrick, Moni, anybody, if y'all need a place to stay, y'all stay at the townhouse. Moni came to the townhouse and we sat on that bed and I don't, we were talking about so many things that day. And I was like, this is my little baby cousin. Like, how can, how can I be? you know trying to judge her because of how she lived her life it's not like because everything we talked about covered from spirituality love relationships set we talked about everything that night. everything yeah and, and all that you know and Tawana, one of the things that i feel like from the outside looking in that i can see is the fact that there was already an underlying love there. You already loved her because yeah. of your family. You know what I'm saying? So you were more open to hearing what she had to say in her own personal experience. And I think if we approach just even the next stranger with that open, like underlying level of love, we'll be able to understand all these different perspectives so much more easily than, than we do. Like, I think it's a beautiful thing how this, we're able to see how this, this line of communication and this relationship has grown and how the, the two mindsets have developed into something that is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that out there, there's somebody that's listening that might be having some uncomfortable moments with some family here and there, some uncomfortable moments with some cousins based off of their lifestyles that, hey, it, it can get better. Like it's a prime example that it does get better. You know, it's just always making sure that it's approached from a loving standpoint. Yeah, it was never anything that was bad. Like, there was never no tension or anything like that. But I, I know, like, when it happened, I was uncomfortable. And I guess I was uncomfortable, really, at that time because I really didn't know, like, where my confidence in who I really was stood at that time. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. overly confident. Like, I knew, what I, was, I knew what I was getting myself into, but I wasn't confident in the fact, like, oh, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This I just thought about you saying like this, this person is who I am. nice, but they still gonna go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was my at that time. That was my thinking. I'm like, hey man, if I'm gonna go to hell, I'm fucking go to hell. Like I'm still gonna be who I am. You know what I'm saying? And that was really my way of thinking. Like that's how I had to think about it after a while. But then once I got deeper into spirituality, I was like, yeah, God is not a God that will create. Um people to roam this earth differently for no reason like there is a reason each one of us are different in all of these different ways and Taraji Henson um Taraji P Henson said it so well in a speech she was like listen we all here we all different and God brought us here for a reason and we we better figure it out really that's really that's really what it is you know what I'm saying I'm just like dang you know like that's big that's heavy for her to say, but that's that's some true shit. Like God didn't please gay people in the world because we're an abomination. Like, does that fucking make sense? Like, why would why would there be so much of us roaming the earth? Like all yeah, all us God created these people just to go to hell. Come on now. What what shut the hell up, man? <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great conversation. I love the this fact makes no that, sense. Yeah, I love the fact that we were able to kind of unpack that and discover that, you know, sometimes you need to relearn. Sometimes you need to just mind your goddamn business 
And sometimes things that you think that you should understand, you will never understand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads me to... Uh, up and smoke tour, <laughs> 2021. Let's go. I'm coming into my smoke time. <laughs> well, listen, before, before we ended up though, I do have one thing that like was blaringly true to me. I think it was something that you were saying to Juana about like, uh, you know how when the white person comes into our neighborhood, we're like, yo, what they doing? But we don't never say nothing. But the second that the black person goes into the white neighborhood, they all in our shit. Like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Right. I feel like I just, I'm just now realizing that black people, We'll mind each other business till the cows come home. But we don't mind these white people business at all. We yes. stay out of their shit. What goes on in their house, stay in their house. What goes on in our house is, is that's it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, we got to start questioning them like we question each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just stop questioning each other. Or we should just, stop questioning each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part. Is, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't serve any good purpose, I don't think. No. But not only that, if we had a question why that white boy was in that church, what you doing here? What you doing at this church? You ain't supposed to be all, here. What, what you doing all. here? And maybe mm-hmm. nine people that died that day wouldn't have been dead. It would have, you know, they would have been able to tackle him right there at the door. Like what you you? Because guess what? If you go uh-huh. to neighborhood, them folks is not gonna be. Not, they gonna be like, hmm. They they mm. they're not going to be nice to you. I mean, some no. people will, but for the most part, they gonna wonder why you're there. But you gotta think about the mentality of the of our community. You're basically trained to be a sheep. Yeah. So yes. Anytime yeah. someone yeah. comes slaughter a sheep, you just come and slaughter a sheep. So if yeah. you turn the other cheek every time somebody's slapping your face, you about mm-hmm. to get got. So yeah. we definitely have to understand our own value first before yeah. anybody else is going to. And I, I think that like just to round up everything, I feel like that is that will lead us into the further conversation about generational curses and and why we are the way that we are and why sometimes we feel so stagnant in our progression in this world that is much bigger than we are right so it starts by being able to have the uncomfortable conversations outside of the dwelling that you reside in and having these conversations with one another and bridging that gap across one another and communicating so that way you can grow as a people right So it starts there and anybody out there, if you are experiencing something within your home that you feel like you can't share and you're afraid to share with someone, please, please, please take a second and try to confide in at least one person because there's no reason why children should be abused in their own home. There is no reason why a woman should be battered in her home. There's no reason why a man should be battered in his home, you know? we have to get out of this thing that you have to suffer in silence. So the great scheme of this conversation is to break us from silent suffering. And it starts by being vocal inside and outside of the house. So with that, we love y'all. And hey, next, cousin. Hey, cousin. Hey, next cousin. Time, y'all, hey, cousin. Y'all next time, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to be talking about some um, green and some Mary Jane and some... Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I really, I wanted to spark up only at the end of this conversation because it kind of correlated a little bit in what we were talking about. Everybody says that this weed is like the devil. It's bad. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't be smoking. Some people, some people, some people feel that way. 
But I think 75% of the world is going towards figuring out a way to make money off of it and profits off of it and not realizing how many capabilities as far as health capabilities it is um, that that it brings to your life. So kind of wanted to segue into that and bring, you know, just information and statistics about, you know, I, I want to talk about my experience with it and mm. kind of lead into that uh, for the next show, y'all. Sounds like a plan. Sound good? Let's go. I'm with it. Okay, let me start I'm with it. Bye, y'all. So we'll see y'all next time. <laughs> All right, cousins.